0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about how do you become a spiritually conscious adult? (laughs) Okay, Um, so I've been studying uh, Caroline Meese, MYSS. I've been selling her work for some time now. She's becoming one of my new um, favorite book mentors I think she's still alive, so she doesn't necessarily fit into my old dead guy's uh, book mentors club, but um, I'm really loving her work. And one of the things that struck me today was this idea that, you know, any kind of change is letting go of something that's familiar, right? And heading towards something different and letting go of something that's familiar could be a person, It could be a place. It could be, uh, an idea. It could be a habit, right? Um, maybe you're, you're thinking about changing jobs. A lot of people are doing that in this economy. Uh, you're, you're trying to let go of something familiar and step into something else. And usually the thing that you're stepping into has a greater sense of responsibility, so, you know, sometimes I work with people and they're, they're working on getting healthier, right? So you're trying to step out of old patterns and step into uh, more responsibility of your health. Or maybe you're, you know, trying to make a career move or make some more money. Um, chances are you're, you're going to have to do something you've never done before, think something you've never thought, um, be a different person than you've ever been before. And that's going to require a little bit more responsibility on your part, so one of the things that Caroline Meese also talks about is this idea of tribal reasoning. So let me explain it, because at first I was like, ah, there's something that doesn't sit right with me about that term. But once I understood it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. So the essence of tribal reasoning is your culture. Think about it. it culture, the easiest definition based on Um, Miles McPherson, who wrote the third option, I love how he states it. He says, culture is just the way we do things (laughs) in its simplest form. That's all it is. And so your, the way you do things, where does that come from? You know, how you celebrate holidays, what you have for breakfast in the morning. You know, how do you decorate your home? Um, what do you call the, the second meal of the day? Is it lunch? Is it supper? Is it dinner? right? Um, what do you call the fizzy drink? That is it pop? Is it soda? Is it something else, right? That's all a part of your culture or your tribal reasoning. So that your tribe, the people that you have come from all say, this is what you call this drink. This is what you call this meal. This is how you celebrate this day. You see what I'm saying? That's tribal reasoning. Now, in order to become a spiritually conscious or awake aware alert adult, we have to step out of our tribal reasoning, meaning we've got to examine our attachments to this culture, the way we do things. And when we do that, we can actually uh, have greater levels of health. Um, just, just this morning, um, I recorded, uh, I had a zoom with a bunch of people who've been taking a challenge. So they did the spiritual weight loss challenge, uh, for one week, they showed up every single day and committed half an hour to watching a video and doing a reflection. And we've done this four times and we've had, um, actually almost 150 people now go through the challenge, which is awesome. Uh, and many of the people who reported changes were the ones who said, you know what? I really had to think about myself in a different way. Yes, we want to get to the point where we're thinking about ourselves in a different way than what we've always been told. And it's a more awake, aware, and alert way because we're choosing it. We're not just taking everything at face value. Okay, okay. So, um, one of the things that John Maxwell talks about, um, is of course, changing your thinking, thinking for a change is one of my favorite books by him. Uh, it doesn't get a, get a lot of credit, but quite frankly, it was one of the inspirations for, uh, things like this podcast. And he talks about groupthink now groupthink, um, is where you've got a group of people and it can be anywhere from two to three people to, you know, hundreds or thousands or millions really. And groupthink is where everybody in the group thinks the same way. Now, typically let's say you get 10 people together and they don't know each other. I, let's say you put them in a, in a boardroom together and say, here, run this thing. (laughs) You're probably going to have a lot of conflict, uh, because you're going to have 10 different ways of looking at things. Now, let's say you put that that board together and you keep them together for 20 years. Guess what's going to happen? There's no more conflict. And if if you really got down to it, you could probably um, predict every single one of those people around the table what they were going to say. You could bring an issue to it and each person at that table could tell you, oh, this is what Sam's going to say. This is what Joe's going to say. This is what Susie's going to say because they, they, they understand each other. Right. But they also, um, will begin to meld their thinking and all think the same. This is dangerous. This is, this is the tribal reasoning I'm talking about because it doesn't allow a new thought in. So then, you know, let's say you get a new board member, somebody passes away and you get somebody new on the team. Gosh, what do you do then? Right. Right. So we want to challenge that groupthink so that we're constantly having the best results and the most potential that we as individuals and also, you know, we as a society can have. So, you know, there's several parts of my life that I kind of keep an eye on, if you will, um, kind of keep track of just to, Um, you know, I, I ask myself, how am I doing in this area? I create goals in those areas. Um, there's seven different areas and I'll give them to you now because sometimes people ask me, you know, I'm trying to get better at stuff, but I don't know what to work on. Okay. So, uh, family is, is important to me. Uh, marriage is important to me. Also money. Okay. And career, I actually separate the two of those out because in my mind, uh, those are two different things. Uh, You can make money in a a bunch of different ways, but it might not apply to your career. Uh, Health, service is really important. And especially uh, my spiritual development, or you can consider that your personal development. All right. So I want to walk you through a four step system, very simple on how you kind of question these tribal reasonings that you've been given. Okay. So the first one is to really ask yourself, what did your family tell you about each one of these seven things? Okay. So this one is a two parter because you want to, understand, you know, and you can come up with any kind of lesson that they, they taught you for for this activity, just to kind of get used to it. I'm just, um, keeping it very simple. So when I say, what did your family tell you? What's a positive and what's a negative thing that they told you about each one of those seven things. Okay. But you could have more positives and more negatives. Okay. Just for this example, I'm going to share with you in a minute, just, just one of each. Okay, so number one is what did your family tell you? A positive thing and a negative thing. Kind of like the overall lesson, if you will. And the second thing is to ask yourself, what do you want? So really from this moment forward, if you could choose anything in those seven areas, what do you want? The third step is really you're identifying the gap. In between those. So sometimes you're going to have one area where there's seemingly no gap. You think, oh, I'm I'm like right on target. Awesome. I can almost guarantee you though, if you're going to track all seven of these, there's going to be one of these that's way different than what you were told as a kid. And so there's going to be a gap and you want to kind of explain that. All right. And then the last step is to really ask yourself Okay, now that I know what I was told and now that I know what I want and what the gap is, what is my next step? Just one simple next step that can get me there. Okay, this is how we become a spiritually conscious adult who is no longer under the influence of our tribal reasoning. Okay, so let me flesh this out for you. All right, I'm going to go through this rather quickly, but I just want to give you an idea of how to do this. So we'll take, um, the family one right now. Um, so in my family, when I was growing up, my parents, the, the, one of the things that, that my mom always taught me is that the, the mom always cooks and cleans. Okay. It's never a job for the, the husband or even for the kids. The mom always does that. Okay. However, one of the positive things that that she taught me is that support, um, can come from your family, uh, especially when you need it the most. Okay. So that's good for family, right? Positive and a negative. Um, the gap, my mom thought that, you know, what I want, what I want for my family is I want to be the mother that each of my kids needs me to be. I don't want to play a traditional or even a familial role. I want to play the part that my kids need me to play. And so, you know, the, the gap is that, you know, <laughs> guess what? I don't housekeep. Okay. This is not, not anything new. If you followed my work for any length of time, the cooking and the cleaning, it does not come naturally to me. I don't even think about it really Um, the cooking, you probably don't want to eat my, eat my cooking anyway. Okay. But the thing that I want, want in one step that I'm working on is parental coaching. So how can I be a parent that coaches my children really well? So I might not be the cooking and the cleaning mom, but I can be the coaching mom. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go through and tell you all the, the negatives here of the other six things. So my parents taught me that, you know, only the husband pays the bills. That's just how it is. The guy is better with finances. So the husband needs to pay the bills. Um, and as far as money goes, uh, you know, we never have it, but you have to work really, 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 really hard, like three jobs at a time in order to make money um career wise find a career doesn't matter which one it is, but find a career that gives you good benefits right gives you good health insurance and and retirement um health wise I have such a very large family history of diabetes that I was always told uh you're not you're you're gonna get it probably at an early age and you can never heal it um As far as service goes, this is uh, something negative that my dad taught me I had to train myself out of is uh, my dad, he's much better now, but used to be he would never say thank you to anybody that was serving him if he had to pay them for something, because his idea was if I'm paying you that's service, that's thank you enough. I don't have to actually say the words. And. Um, in, in spiritual development, there are some things that, um, are gifts of mine. Um, I honestly, I've, I've been having some one-to-one coaching sessions with people where we're seeing some healings occur. Um, and it's really a, a wild thing and it's becoming so common that it's, it's every day now that people are healing from all kinds of spiritual, mental, emotional, and even physical wounds. Um, and so I'm allowing for the development of that. But, uh, when I was a kid, I was taught that that kind of stuff, you know, if you did that, you're going to hell. Okay. Now there's the positives, uh, you know, so for example, the positives about marriage is that, you know, my parents love to have fun together. So, you know, you can have fun together when you're married. Um, you can spend money when you actually have it. So my parents, you know, very few and far between when they have money, but when they did, it was usually to go and do something fun or to, you know, travel to go see our family. And I remember my mom saying over and over and over again, as I was getting older, um, do what you love, find something that you have a passion for, right? So yes, you've got to work really, really hard, but you might as well find something that you love. And, you know, both of them, even my dad still, you know, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. The doctor will help you with everything, right? The doctor is always right. Uh, And then as far as service, you know, my dad might have taught me the, the don't tell him thank you if you pay thing, but my mom taught me the complete opposite. Give everything about yourself to other people. And then spiritually, you know, they both taught me that church is important. Love Jesus, right? Lots of really great spiritual lessons. So that's what I, my, my, um, tribal beliefs, if you will, that tribal reasoning, that's what's inside me from a very little kid. So I really would like more of a, a partnership marriage, right? And the gap is that, you know, we don't, we don't pay bills together. I'm the one that pays the bills. I'm the one that sets the finances just because that's my natural talent, Right but I would like to partner in, in, you know, work in partnership. I don't want to have to do it all myself. And so I'm going to, the next time I pay bills here in a couple weeks, I'm going to ask my husband to help me pay those bills. Um, As far as money, um, you know, if I, if I'm honest, you know what I want to do? I want to work less. I want to make more money and I only want to do the work that I want to do. You can probably understand that. Right. Um, and the gap is I don't need to work hard. I need to work smart. So as I've been working on my business and, and recording a whole bunch of stuff. So I just referenced our spiritual weight loss challenge. We were able to do that challenge where other than, um, maybe 10 minutes of video, the whole thing ran itself you know, sure, I, you know, posted things here and there, but I didn't have to re-record the videos. And it was just as powerful as we did it the first time. Working smart, not hard. Um, Career-wise, I am really thinking about this idea of healed coaches, that everything that I do, I really want to talk to those people who are out there who are leading others in a really high-powered way. But I want to make sure that they, as the leaders, are healed as much as possible, spiritually, mentally, um, even physically, emotionally, for sure. And so, one thing that I want to do with that is, um, I, I, I can't worry about what other people are going to say about the work that I do, right? And I, I actually have a, a couple courses coming up that that are going to look great in. Um, my curriculum for healed coaches. And so I'm thinking already about, okay, if I were to to launch that and run that really well, what would that look like? And how can I start recording that content now? Now, you know, there's other things like, you know, health wise, uh, you know, with the whole uh, health to me means I have as much energy, flexibility, and strength as I want to and for me the gap is is understanding i am in charge of my health no doctor is in charge of my health and i have personal power and responsibility which means you know what i i don't ascribe to you know you'll you'll never get rid of it actually in the last 6 months if you talk to my doctor they're blown away by how well i'm doing and how well my numbers are they're like what are you doing i'm like nothing, nothing that I I haven't already been doing. Uh, psych K definitely is helping me. Meditation is helping me limiting my stress, doing what I love. All of those things are helping. So I have the belief now that goes against what my tribal reasoning says that I can heal myself of diabetes. And then, you know, service, um, I I'm really looking at it differently now. I want to be of great service to other people, I want to serve myself first, right, and so the gap for me is is um understanding that uh gratitude and self work is really, really important before I serve other people, and then spiritually you know, listen, I, I, I want to be completely open to, you know, what I term the Holy Spirit or source or God. I want to be open because when I am, I get all kinds of ideas. I get all kinds of inspiration and I get to share many of them with you. Um, and great things are happening. And the gap there is I'm going to continue to love Jesus because that's that, that Jesus and I are kind of, you know, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers here. We're kind of a thing. Okay, now I'm not saying you have to be, I'm just saying I am. But I also want to be open to other things that might not be shared in maybe a traditional church about how source moves. So for me, I want to develop my skills. So all of this thinking, this thinking activity, asking what did my family tell me, what do I want? What's the gap? And what is one thing I can do to kind of go towards what I want? This is all, um, helping you to become a more spiritually conscious adult. So you're not run by those preset patterns and behaviors that were loaded in there, but you're completely run on what is it that I want in life? Okay. So let go of the familiar, take more personal responsibility and head towards what you want today. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.